We thank God for the day. Amen. And we thank God for the week. Amen? Amen. We are coming to you broadcasting from a place boarded up. <laughs> Amen? It's all right. It wasn't boarded up because we didn't pay the rent. <laughs> that was close. But, uh, but the Lord got us through. God has got us through. He taught us many lessons this week, and we want to thank him for it. That's why no matter if it's trial or tribulation, we take it as from a father's hand, and we rejoice in that. Amen? Amen. Well, we want to continue our, our studies that cause these windows to be shut out. Is that all right with you all? Amen. <laughs> oh, no, I'm afraid. Uh, well, stop being afraid. I told you when you walk through this door, whenever you came through here, your life would be different, and you'll have to face these challenges. So we want to say yay and amen, eh, right? Amen. We need to be a little more enthusiastic about what God is sharing with us because guess what? There's not many people sharing this with you all. Amen? Matter of fact, there's nobody sharing it with you, and there's very few people sharing it at all. So we want to say thank God for it. Amen? amen. He mentioned something to me this morning as a word of encouragement for me personally. Uh, in Ezekiel chapter 33, he took us to this particular scripture. So we're going to read it before we get into what we were talking, or what he, he wants to continue to discuss. Because what we want to do is deliver your soul. Amen. We want our souls delivered. And we cannot be delivered unless we know what deliverance is and we know who the deliverer is. But also, we need to stop inviting the one who is anti-deliverance into our lives. But he mentioned something to us in Ezekiel 33. And starting at verse 7, he said this morning, So thou, son of man, I have set thee a watchman into the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word at my mouth and warn them from me. When I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die. If thou doest not speak to warn the wicked from his way, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Nevertheless, if thou warn the wicked of his way to turn from it, if he do not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity. But thou hast delivered thy soul. So we said, thank you, Lord. Amen. For sometimes we wonder if this is what he wants us to do. We wonder if this is the way he wants us to present it, his word. And he said, look, I told you to tell my people. And that's what's one great thing about it. You all are whose people? God's people. So he said, warn them. And I can't think of a better thing to warn you about than what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6. This is so real. This is, I, I keep emphasizing that it's more real than the chair you're sitting in now. If you really want to know what reality is, then let's leave the carnal world. Let's leave the physical world and let's entertain the fact that there is another world out here. Amen? And it controls everything you see, everything you feel, everything you taste, everything you touch is being controlled by this other world. That's scary enough on Halloween for you. <laughs> see, most uh, we used to in, the, in back in the day, we would we would do Halloween uh, uh, slideshows and tell you, oh, boo, Halloween and. And oh, you know, boo Hollywood and, and all of these things. But I have a strange understanding, I guess, that you all know those things already. So we're going to take you to the next level of boo, okay? Amen. 
because you all need to know what really happens and what makes Hollywood do what it does and what makes uh, uh, the television networks do what it does. And this is what we're going to talk about today because it's being done upon you. Amen? And some are willing participants and some are ignorant participants, but we don't want to participate at all. Amen? Amen. So we're in Ephesians chapter 6. And we're beginning at verse 12, of course. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We do have that down, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're past cursing people out who, who run us off the road on the highway, right? We're past arguing with our coworkers, right? We're past those things that have to do with flesh and blood. Amen? Amen. I'm glad y'all didn't, you know, because I know y'all. Yeah. <laughs> but we have to get past it. Amen? Amen. And we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Amen? Mm -hmm. You know, municipal, municipals. We, 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 we are wrestling against governments. He says, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. That's a whole different group of people. See, we, and, and, and when we go into this last piece, he said against spiritual wickedness, and what did he call it? High places. High places. See, some people believe he, he's talking about governmental structure here. But if you look the word up, in celestial places is what high places means. Do you know it's, and it actually says above our visual heaven. There's a world out here that you need to really recognize exists. He was trying to tell us this in Ephesians. He said, the word for high is above the clouds, celestial, of another kind of realm. Spiritual wickedness lies there. Amen? Amen? This is where the battle is being fought. And we are down here being beat up because we don't know that it's even there let alone how it's affecting our lives. Now, we started last week talking about self, right? And then talking about rebellion. Rebellion is what, what, what the enemy did in heaven is what he is putting in us here on earth. Rebellion is we're rebelling against the authority and the instruction of God. That's what the rebellion we're talking about. When you rebel against your parents, you are rebelling against the authority and instruction of God. Why? Because God says, do what with your parents? Honor your father and mother. Amen? So when you are rebelling against that, who are you rebelling against? God. Therefore, you are practicing what? All right. Glad I didn't have to say it. Go to 1 Samuel. We're going to go back to 1 Samuel. We, we, what we're trying to understand is where the war is, what the war is about, how we recognize in ourselves if we are the practicing ones, or, uh, and then, of course, how we get out of this thing. We have to do this as a class, as a study. We are not preaching this morning. We're simply teaching. Is that all right? 1 Samuel 15. This is what the problem was. We read 1 Samuel last week about... Uh, a rebellion is, is a sin is witchcraft. We're going to get back to that. But we need to start at verse 1 and 15 so we'll know what happened and why it was such a problem, okay? And why Samuel made this statement from the Word of God. 1 Samuel 15, let's go to verse 1, if you would. 1 Samuel 15, and we'll begin in verse 1. Samuel also said unto Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint thee to be king over his people, over Israel. 
So who set Saul in this position? The Lord, okay? Now, therefore, hearken thou unto the voice of the words of the Lord. Now, if somebody puts you in a position, then you are to follow the counsel of that person or that entity that puts you in that position, right? When you, get a, when you get a job, don't they give you a job description? And then they, they follow with a what? An employee handbook. <laughs> they still do that, don't they? Okay, I don't know. They might be winging it out here. But an employee handbook, it tells you the instruction of your employer, what they want you to do, how they want you to do it, and so on and so forth. Now, so Saul was put there by God, so God, of course, had some instructions for him. Verse 2 said, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I remember that which Amalek did to Israel, how he laid wait for him in the way when he came up from Egypt. Now go and smite Amalek, and what? Utterly destroy all that they have, and spare them not, but slay both man and woman, infant and suckling, ox, sheep, camel, and ass. That was the instruction, right? See, God always works in a big plan. He remembered back when they were leaving Egypt how this particular tribe just vexed those people, the weak and and those in the back of the line. And he said, oh, don't worry, I'm going to get them. And this was the time where God had appointed that these people would be visited by God, right? So this was the instruction given through Samuel by God to Saul, okay? We got that? Okay, let's keep, let's keep where you are. Let's go down to 13. And Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said unto him, Blessed be thou, O Lord, of the Lord. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. So Saul understood the commandment God gave him. Did he not? Okay. So as soon as Samuel showed up, that's the first thing he said. I did what God asked me to do. All right. Verse 14 says, And Samuel said, what meaneth then this bleeding of the sheep in my ears and, 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 and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? See why? Because he, the command was to kill everything. Don't, take, don't bring anything back, slaughter everything. So Samuel said, well, if you did what God said, why am I hearing the stock? Okay? Verse 15, and Saul said, they have brought them from the Amalekites. One thing you can tell about someone who is practicing witchcraft, they're blaming somebody else. Somebody who's possessed by a devil, they always blame somebody else. Okay? Even though it was their responsibility. What did Adam do? Adam, where are there? It's this woman you gave me. And then what did the lady, what did Eve do? Eve, what have you done? It's this serpent that beguiled me. You got to understand how to recognize witchcraft. Now, if you look in the mirror and see it, amen. Then you know what to do, don't you? Lord, I, I didn't know that was me. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's de- deliver me from this. But that's a sign. Children do it all the time, don't they? They start blaming inanimate objects. It failed. I was teaching school some years ago. And everybody, all of my students understood one thing. Never tell Brother Shaw it did anything. It is an inanimate object. It cannot do anything. What, it, what, what happened? It failed. You might as well know I'm going to get the strap because it can't do anything. Don't it me. And so we have to understand that if 
God says to do something. We ought to do it. And don't blame in somebody else that it didn't get done. Amen? That's why when you take on responsibility, do it. Don't give me an excuse. God's not taking any excuses, is he? He said, look, uh, I need you to clean the front yard by 2 o'clock. And you say yes, okay? You have an opportunity before you say yes to make any adjustments. Okay. God comes, shows up, 2 o'clock. Yard's not done. What, what's the first thing people say? Well, see what had happened was here, here. What had happened was, ain't no what had happened. And sometimes you think it's a good excuse. You know, there are excuses. I understand. But the yard didn't get done. The, Amal the, the, the Malachites didn't get punished. There's no, it's nothing to talk about. You, you were disobedient. And stop acting like you disobedient. Amen? It's please raise your children that way. Because then they don't have all these excuses running around in their in head and they won't be learn how to practice witchcraft. If you said, yes, I'm going to do this, and then you don't do it, how can anybody, how can God depend on you? He can't. When I, I, I couldn't, I, I, people work for me, that used to drive me absolutely crazy. Okay, we're going to do this, you're going to take this shift, and you're going to, you know, yeah, I got it. Shift start, then they're not there. Half hour late, they're not there. This is before cell phones. Back in the way back in the day. And they show up 45 minutes late and come in bebopping. Oh, yeah, yeah, hey, hey, hey. Where you been? Well, you know, man, I ain't had no gas and I had to wait on. That ain't got nothing to do with me or this operation. Okay? You out of gas. You out of gas before 3 o'clock. You knew that. So I'm not taking any of that. And these, man, these young kids would just be mad at me. But they learned a lesson. Be responsible. If you own it, be on it. If not, step aside and let somebody who's going to do it, do it. Amen? Amen? Now, so Saul here is in a trusted position. He's the king of Israel, isn't he? He's supposed to do what God tells him to do. And now he's, a, he, first thing he does, when he didn't do it, he did what? Samuel said, uh, in verse 15, and Saul said, they have brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen. What a horrible leader this man is. The people, he blamed the employees. Now let's keep reading. To sacrifice unto the Lord thy God. Of course, see, he, he kind of spun it a little bit, Sister Lynn. He said, you know, it's for you, Lord. You know, for they can, they can sacrifice the best to God. I said, I didn't ask you for any of that. Let's keep reading. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. Wherefore then didst thou not no? Wherefore then didst thou not obey the voice of the Lord, but didst fly upon the spoil and didst evil in the sight of the Lord? He said, "Look, all that you just talked about is of no consequence. You disobeyed." Oh, in a minute, Aaron did the same thing. You know the people; <laughs> they made me build this calf. The spirit of the rebel will always blame someone else for their faults. Remember that. Okay? Can you put that in your pocket? Yeah. All right. What happens if we do it? Does it change? Okay. All right. Let's keep going. 
Verse 20 said, And Saul said unto Samuel, Yes, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, <clears throat> and have gone, have gone the way which the Lord sent me, and have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and have what? Utterly destroyed the Amalekites. See, he can't tell the truth. He's trying to justify what he's done. He said, See, I did four of the commandments. Now let's see what God thought about that. But the people took the spoil. See, it wasn't me, Lord. What kind of leader is that? The people did it. People took the spoil, sheep and oxen, the chief of the things which they, they, which what? Should have been utterly destroyed. So he's talking his way into a major punishment because he keeps saying he understood the law. He understood what God asked them to do, but he didn't do it. Let's go down to verse 22. And Samuel said, have the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices. Christians, let me tell you something. God has a way to worship him. He doesn't need you to create another one. Amen? Amen. He, he doesn't need you to figure, well, I, 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 I did this for you, Lord. I painted the whole sanctuary red. I said, I didn't ask you to do that. And let's keep reading. He said, and as obeying the voice of the Lord, let's read that again, I'm sorry. And Samuel said, have the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is what? Better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. He said, your little excuse, and you saying you're doing it for me, is not what I ask you to do. So it is nothing to me. I wanted you to obey me and hearken to me. That's what I'm looking for. And verse 23 says, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness as iniquity and idolatry, because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected you from being king. What did the Lord think about all those excuses? He counseled Saul. Amen? So witchcraft, lesson one, when God tells you to do something and you decide to do something else, it's called stubbornness, rebellion, and idolatry. We got that? Idolatry, no, stubbornness, is when you make an idol out of your own opinion or your own thought. Thus says the Lord, nope, I think I'm going to do it this way. You become your God, and you become your idol, and your, your way of doing things is your idol. We got that? Oh, come on, y'all get me? Okay. <laughs> when we rebel against God, we are under the power of Satan. We practice witchcraft. See, it wasn't just him not obeying. Soon as you don't obey, you switch teams. You are, everything you do is being powered by the enemy of souls. That's why as soon as Saul didn't do that, he started sounding like Adam. When Adam sinned, he started sounding like everybody else who started blaming somebody else because that is the spirit of the rebel. Don't take responsibility for the action. Pass that responsibility on. Amen? Go to Galatians. Come on. And what happened to Saul is what happens to us. As soon as we say no, we rebel, then we get powered by the unholy spirit. And the works of the flesh are manifest. <laughs> Let's go to Galatians 5. This is what happened. And it, it, see, it wasn't adultery. 
Amen? It is the decision when you said no to God. Adultery is a, is a, a byproduct of it. What we're about to read are byproducts of your rebellion. And you can't help yourself. As soon as you say no to God, you start yourself on this path. Thank God for grace and mercy. But let's Galatians 5, 19. That's why people, they, it's like when we look, we're going to read this particular, uh, uh, the manifestations of the, he calls them the work of the flesh. Let's, let's read it first and then we'll keep going. It's in verse 19 of Galatians 5. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. Which means what? Show forth. Come on, Come on people. Yeah, this is how you, this is how you can see them things, okay? <laughs> Which are these. Adultery. Why is adultery a work of the flesh? It's manifested in the flesh because of what? The command was, thou shall not commit adultery. You jumped on the team of the power of Satan, and one of Satan's manifestations is adultery. We all right with that? Fornication, for those who, you know, look down upon, you know, uh, adulterers. Un <laughs> uncleanliness, lasciviousness, is why are people caught up in this particular sin? It's because at some point we said no to God, and that's a powerful spirit. You can't watch a Burger King commercial without having a, one of these kind of thoughts. Hardy's takes it to another level. You don't even know what they sell in Hardy's. Just ketchup dripping down people's mouths. It's just crazy. Let's keep going. Idolatry. We talked about idolatry being stubbornness and, and you becoming your own God. Witchcraft. Amen. Hatred. Variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murderers, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Of course, witches aren't going to heaven. They're not going to the kingdom, are they? All of these are practices of witches. We all right? It's not just, I just, I slipped and I cheated. You are performing witchcraft because the power that you possess is coming from the dark, the dark side, from the antichrist side. And this is what the antichrist side does. Good Lord. It's, it's so simple, isn't it? I hope it is. I was talking to my wife. I said, baby, I believe we can, we, we make it easy to digest. And I, I think we do. Sometimes I think we choke it. And, and we don't want to choke the people. But this is, you got put on a plate. <laughs> but this is the power, this is the manifestation of those under the influence of the Antichrist spirit. And they're practicing witchcraft. Okay? Now, I hope you all are mature enough not to walk around and, and, and point fingers at people. <laughs> you practice witchcraft. Mm -hmm. Like we used to do in the playground. Nah, 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 you a witch. Mm. That's, not, that's not what this is about. What we are first trying to figure out, are we the witches? Okay? That mirror is going to get pretty bright here in just a second. Because we have made an idol of our own way, 
our own opinion, our own self. You ever work for a boss like that? My way or the highway? You loved that boss, didn't you? <laughs> but he's an egomaniac, or she's an egomaniac, and she's a practicing witch. Okay, because we have made an idol of our own way, we use three particular tools of witchcraft. And this is what's going to hurt. Are we ready? Everybody got the shoes on. Time up. There are three tools of witchcraft. One is manipulation, one is intimidation, and three is domination. Those are three tools of witchcraft. Okay? In your family life, manipulation is, okay, children. <laughs> children are the master manipulators. How do I know that? Well, I had to. <laughs> Two. And I got a church full of them now. I watched them, how they manipulate their parents. Parents, you know you're being manipulated, right? No, my child's an angel. No, he's not. No, let me explain this to you. Child has figured out something. Child was, he was wet one day, and he cried. And what did we do? We went over, picked him up. What's wrong, baby? Ooh. Oh, you're wet. And we changed the diet. You wouldn't mind that. Every time, because wouldn't that be wonderful if the child cried when something was wrong? That's good, because then you can handle that. But the child figured out something. The child said, I like getting picked up. I like mom and dad holding me. How can I get this to happen? Last time I cried, they picked me up. Are we getting an amen, or we just, we just going to act like that don't happen? <laughs> and the child said, hmm, I can get picked up if I cry. So nothing wrong with me. I'm just going to cry, because I don't want to be here by myself. Master manipulator. Amen? It's the parent's job to drive that witchcraft out of the child. Oh, my child a witch. No, witchcraft is not witch. <laughs> The child is being used by the spirit you gave him. Child just came with what you gave him. What's on that DNA is what that child is. If you put him in an environment of witches, what do you think is going to happen? Child's defenseless. It doesn't know. Child just, I'm, uh, it's being used too. Now look, don't, don't beat your children up. That's just how it is. And it's your job to ask the Lord to give the Holy Spirit so that doesn't happen anymore. We all right? Amen. Man, boy, you talk about people's kids. They, they ready to fight. <laughs> now, women, manipulators. Now, I mean, we'll get to men too, so don't freak out. Men are manipulators. I mean, women are manipulators. What happens, now, I'm not talking about our sisters, because our sisters are great. Right? Our sisters never do anything like this. They don't. No, we got, we got God-fearing sisters in here. Now, I want a diamond ring. Now, I'm just using an example I've heard, not in here, but, you know, out there in the world where the heathens live. And I want this. I want that. How can I best do this? How can I best get this? Oh, it's not the love that makes you cook the dinner he wants. It's not the love that makes you, oh, baby, let me do that for you. Because after all that, somebody creeps up and says, 
you know, I was looking at this, and I would really like to have it. And they, they, you ever met a, a woman that come up to you, I won't just give it to her right now. <laughs> no. They know, called the, was it wiles? Women's wiles? Or, yeah, they got technique. We'll put it like that. Smooth technique, better than men. Men are stupid. But women know how to ease on into this thing. Right? And that's what happens. Men, men are more intimidators. You know, because some men are, they, they just try to just intimidate everybody in the house and just keep dad happy because he's going to yell at us. <laughs> Anybody been there before? Oh, just, oh. Just whatever it is, I just, you know, he's mean and he's yelling at me. <laughs> another, another technique of witchcraft. Because the end of the thing is they want to be dominant. They want their way to be the way of the house. That's in a family, right? They want their, 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 their idol worshipped. We okay? Three tools. Three tools. Church life. <laughs> These three tools are used more in church than they are at home. Well, I can't say that because he learned how to do it at home. He bring it to church. You ever had people make you try to feel guilty? Talking about in church life. You don't spend enough time with us. This has played on me for years. And me being a person who wants to make sure everybody feels good and, and, and satisfied. Well, you know, I just, I don't understand why you couldn't call me today. <laughs> you know, not considering that 18 people got called that day. But it's not about 18 people, it's about me. And they'll lean on that, lean on you. And, and, and it's not just pastor flock, each other. We have people who have been in this church who have left this church because they, they, nobody just catered to them. The Holy Spirit doesn't require that. That is not the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God looks to help others, not to be the recipient of help all the time. Everybody needs help from time to time. And as brothers and sisters, we need to look out for each other. But when you start making people feel guilty for not satisfying you, that is not God, it is witchcraft. We okay? The second one is, in church, is if you don't do what I like, I'm not going to choose you as my friend. Or have my, my, you're not part of my clique. <laughs> Angel's laughing because it happens in high school. It should never happen in church. <laughs> but that's what happened. But, you know, they over there, you know, <laughs> I think I'm going to join these people over here. I'm talking about inside a church. I'm not talking about churches, a battle of churches. I'm talking about inside a church. Internal confusion, internal witchcraft. Now they don't do, you know, my, my, my approval is more important. And if, if I don't approve of you, then poo-poo. <laughs> Tools of witchcraft, manipulation, intimidation, domination. Amen? Yes. That mirror's getting hot. Something else about us we need to understand about mankind. We're just trying to set the table. We're trying to show what is happening out in the world and what might be happening inside of us. We don't want to be practicing witchcraft because we just found out that no one who does these things will inherit the kingdom of God. But there's something in us that was placed in us 
thousands of years ago. It says, in the inside of us, there's a desire for power, a desire for knowledge for one purpose, so we can control. That's the rebel's position. Satan wanted what? Power, so he can control. He, wa he wanted people to idolize him. It's in us to do that. We are born with that in us. Amen? Go to James, if you would. It's, we're born with that in us. Please, we got to learn how to fight it. Because it's in us, and it doesn't matter if you know what you're doing, you're practicing something. And remember, when you practice witchcraft, where does your power come from? Even somebody says Jesus. Even if somebody says, thus saith the Lord. If you're practicing these things, your power is coming from the enemy of God. James chapter 1. We do this. And I'm not sorry we're talking about this. Okay? I'm more excited that we are talking about this. Because this allows us to, to see where we are. How are we going to help somebody else if we're a mess? James 1.14. But look at this. Remember, there's something in us. We want power. We want knowledge. He says, but every man is tempted when he is what? Drawn away of what? Of his own lust and enticed. See, we're drawn away from obedience from, to God or acknowledging him as, as, our, as supreme or we, we're drawn away from the instruction of God. We, we, we want to do something else. What happened to... What happened to Eve? She was drawn away with this. Go to Genesis 3. Because there's another step. After we read this, there's another step, and you all going to freak out. Uh, let's go to Genesis 3. When James told us we were tempted, when we are drawn away, because we are not satisfied with what God is giving us. We have this desire, this devilish desire. It's not really a devilish desire, but if the devil gets it and uses it, it becomes a devil desire. See, God put in us, we want to know things. There's nothing wrong with seeking knowledge, is it? Because no. God says, I got plenty of knowledge. I want to give it to you. I want to share it to you. He said, but, but when the devil gets it, he takes you to another place. He entices you. He tempts you with YouTube. <laughs> I want to know something I don't know. <laughs> Well, that's good, but I want to know something God don't want me to know. Oh, see, that's when you start saying there's a problem. What happened to Eve? Genesis chapter 3. Verse 4 says, And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, doing what? Knowing good and evil. See, that, 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 that longing... To know something has just been shifted from knowing what God wanted me to know to what the enemy wanted you to know. God never wanted you to know evil. But what, that, that, that what happened is Satan, as soon as she made the decision to talk to this clown, guess what happened? That power began to manifest in her conversations and her actions. And soon, what did she do? She believed a lie. She got drawn away. You see how simple it is? Amen? Amen? Now, I want you to look at something. 
the pursuit of knowledge outside of God will cause you to participate in the occult. Because that's what the outside knowledge of God is. You know, we want to get deeper and deeper. We want to know more and more. We want to know things that I want to know what, what, uh, is my, is, am I, you know, single people, am I going to marry somebody? What do you think all these, you know, used to be back in the day, all these uh, sister rubies and, you know, on the corner, you can go get your palm red or your tarot card. Anybody ever had tarot cards red? Yeah, like I'm going to raise my hand in this church. Uh, well, I'm just saying that because you need to be delivered from that because that's real. Okay? Anybody play with a Ouija board? You need to be delivered from that or have been, get delivered from it or you have been delivered from it because I know that's it. They, they make you think, oh, that ain't nothing. You are asking for knowledge God didn't want you to have. And you delve into these things and all of a sudden you don't know what is going on with your life. Why, uh, why am I so crazy? <laughs> because you opened the door and the power that is now moving you is the power of the enemy or the rebel. Amen? Amen? And this is what the occult is all about. Why do you think these kids do that? There used to be television shows. There was a show years ago called Charmed. And the whole thing was about what? Witchcraft. Witchcraft. There was a, a play a few years ago called Wicked. Still on? Still moving? Now, come, hello? Really? But it's, it's the desire. We want to know something that normal people don't know. That's why people used to always love prophecy sermons and prophecy uh, seminars. I'm going to know something that nobody else knows. But they take what's the good stuff that's given to them, and the power is, the, what happens is Satan takes over, and it makes the prophecy, I mean, it just messes up everything. The prophecy was true. The prophecy was right. But what happened? The power of Satan was in you. The power of Satan motivated you to go study prophecy. You thought that was a crazy statement, didn't you? But you want to know something God didn't give you yet. And that's why we do deal with the occults. Why do you people, remember back in the day when they used to hang crystals from their winch, uh, rearview windows? Why do people play with crystals? Because somebody told them there was some power in it. Energy. Anybody ever heard of the Lucky's rabbit's foot? Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't lucky for the rabbit, but the, 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 the rabbit's foot was for what? For luck. Power. All oh, you think these things are innocent. People wear pyramids. Pyramids are very, nothing wrong with, the pyramid itself is a ge geometrical shape that is a strong, makes a lot of sense, but when you start giving it power, what happens? You start, all that dark side starts to come in. And then you, you end up listening to stuff like Black Sabbath and, and uh, R. Kelly and you know, all those kinds of things. Now, another aspect of witchcraft is called, are we okay with that? See, this, this, this suit, pursuit for knowledge, that's why I keep telling you, be careful what, what rabbit hole you're going down because you might not be able to come out. Amen? I've known people who, who, who literally call you after six hours on YouTube shaking 
afraid. Because how many people have been down the YouTube hole before? I'm just looking at this, and all of a sudden that leads to that, that leads to that. You don't even know what page you're on now. <laughs> how in the world I get to, to, to animals and frogs? I mean, I, I start out looking at what, what food I should eat today. I mean, but we have to realize. That's why we say, God, help us. Let us stop playing with this stuff and get with the Lord. Another aspect of witchcraft is sorcery. Sorcery and, and curses, spells, those kind of things. Anybody heard of those? That's what most of the, the, the movies are about. Why do people get caught up in movies that, that you can go, uh, and something happens? Because they want to have that power. They want to be able to control the minds of others. They want to control situations. We do know these things happen, right? Yeah. We're talk you're listening. We have been in these things. People get around a table and, and, and hold hands. Anybody ever been in one of them hold hand sessions? Y'all stand in a circle and swear y'all praying to Jesus. Oh, if y'all would just read. We would all read and understand where things come from. Another aspect is witchcraft, sorcery, curses. Go to Numbers 22. Back then, see, this stuff has been going on for thousands of years. Let's go to 22nd chapter of Numbers. There was a, 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 a witch doctor named Balaam. Anybody ever heard of him? They call them witch doctors in some regions of the world because they, they, they can curse people. Put a curse on you. Down in New Orleans, they say they put a root on you. <laughs> you know, down in the islands, uh, after the chicken bones, I don't know what they call it now. Obia. They put, they put something on you, right? And this stuff has been going on for thousands of years. And that's why when we, we were dealing with deliverance about a year ago, we were trying to get people to participate in this thing because we needed deliverance from... Uh, you know, uh, hereditary curses, curses we've taken on ourselves, curses that have been placed upon us that we did not even know about. Mm -hmm. We needed to be delivered from them. And, and when we were doing that, and I, and I still have an issue with that in this sense, we were surprised about the level of fear of people. When we were in this room, people running out of the door because the manifestations of demonic influence was there. What do you think we were here for? You, know, you pretty much are going to see that. You know, you were trying to get the demons out of the people, right? People running out of the door. I looked up. People left me high and dry to fight the, 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 all of Satan. <laughs> I'm like, where the people? Where the brothers? Where the sisters that need to be praying? And you know, <coughs> but they didn't believe. But when we finish, y'all need to understand this is so real. And, and people who have been to, I, I was when I Lynn got back from. Uh, Africa. You know, she was telling me about her experience. And, and she noticed that there's a different level of spirituality there. And that's not just on the good side. There's, there, parts of this world understand that this is real. America just checked out. No, American Christianity just checked out. The rest of America understand this. Amen? But we have to be aware of it so we can check it in our homes and then we can check it in our churches, then we might be able to help someone else get delivered from it. Amen. 
Numbers 22. Start at verse 4. And Moab said unto the elders of Midian, Now shall this company lick up all that are round about us, and as the ox licketh up the grass of the field. Now, they were talking about Israel. Israel had gotten so big. They said, man, we can't handle all these folks, man. They're going to come and take everything over. And Balak, the son of Zephor, was king of the Moabites at the time. He sent messengers, therefore, unto Balaam, the son of Beor of Pethro, which is by the river of the land of the children of this people, to call him, saying, Behold, there is a people come out of Egypt. Behold, they cover the face of the earth, and they're able over abide over against me. Come now, therefore, I pray thee, and do what? Curse me, this people. He didn't stand up there and just start raging profanities at these folks. Cast a spell. Curse these people. That's what he wanted to have. Amen? He said, I pray thee, curse me, this people, for they are too mighty for me. Peradventure I shall prevail that we may smite them and that I may drive them out of the land. For I want that he whom thou blessest is blessed and he whom thou curses is cursed. See, he had gotten a reputation of being able to move supernaturally. He was able to speak and things would happen in the natural that was uh, 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 driven by the supernatural. So he said, call Balaam and curse these people because you know what? They understood that we don't. They knew that the battle was not just physical. It was spiritual. Amen? Amen. So curses are real. He said, And the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed with the rewards of divination in their hands. See, you get paid for doing stuff like that. Amen? And they came to Balaam and spake unto him the words of Balak. So curses, spells, this is part of witchcraft. These things do happen. These things are happening even now. Sometimes we stand here, we have st stood here and know the curses are being thrown at us as we stand here. So it's real. Is that a reason to be afraid? No. No. You just say, okay, Lord, handle that. Please be aware of where the battle is and what witchcraft is being played in our homes, in our church, and in this community. Go to 1 Samuel. The Moabites understood the battle. They said, we need somebody to curse. They need somebody to do some voodoo on them, right? Because they're too big. We can't handle them. Physically, toe-to-toe, -to -toe, they're too much for us. But if I can get the spirit world involved by using one of these diviners, some people say, pray for me. Somebody asked me to pray for them to win the lottery or something. <laughs> and when you pray, now, see, this is a, when you pray and things happen, people start leaning on you. But you pray for who? For the will of God to be done. Amen. 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 And if you're praying in the will of God, you pretty much that's going to happen. But we got to watch people praying for us. Don't ask everybody to pray for you. Because you don't know who they're praying to. <laughs> right. You know, some crazy, pray for me. And then they start bowing down to some idol in the middle of in their house, and you don't even know it. And all of a sudden, you're drug in to that side. Man, ask that person to pray for me, and all, all manner of hell broke out. 
I don't know what happened. I thought they was a good Christian. Man, be careful. First Samuel 17. What the Bible say? Everybody in Israel ain't of Israel. Be, be prayerful. But see, this is why the connection, as we, we talked about in, oh man, we talked about in Sabbath school by standing on the rock, which is Christ Jesus. That's the connection you must have in order for you to meet, get through all of this. And the, the Holy Spirit is the only one that can point these things out. So if you don't have the Word, if you don't have Christ, and you don't have the Holy Spirit, what is going to happen to you? The spiritual world will take over, and you will put that and say that is Jesus when it's not. Just because power is, 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 is uh, exemplified doesn't mean it's righteousness. You see somebody heal, somebody cripple, all of a sudden they stand up. That is not necessarily Jesus. I think I read in the book, Sister Jerry, that, that the, the, this, 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 this devil can work miracles. I thought that's what the book said. But we quick to give Jesus, that's Jesus. He, look at him. He couldn't walk, now he walked. Let me tell you how you can show a miracle from God. They're made whole. Amen. Made whole is not just he can walk again. What, are you going to get him walk to the liquor store? <laughs> Was that Jesus? Jesus makes you whole. Thank God for the miracles of Christ. He still performs them too. He still goes to the hospital rooms too. So, but that person is made whole because the Spirit of God is in it there. Amen? 1 Samuel 17. We're going to get out of here in just a second because everybody looks like they spooked. 1 Samuel 17. We want you to understand that those who understand know where the battle is and what curses are. Let's go to 1 Samuel, 1, 1 Samuel 17. And y'all heard of the, the battle against David and Goliath? Most people skip over this part, but we're going to read it. 1 Samuel 17, verse 41, we'll begin. And the Philistines came on and drew near unto David, and the man that bare the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth and ruddy and of a fair countenance. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? And the Philistines did what? They cursed David by his God. Would they just cuss him out? They were throwing curses from the gods of the Philistines at them because they knew that's how wars were won in the supernatural realm. Now, look at David's response. Because David understood this too, didn't he? Verse 44 says, And the Philistines said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh into the fowls of the air and to the beast of the field. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in what? In the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou, what? So it was the battle of the gods again. He said, you defied my God. See, your God is throwing curses in me. Let me show you who the living God is. So curses do exist, amen? We okay with that? Now, there's one more thing, divination. Isn't this a great Halloween study? And let me warn you, don't try to do this. Don't try to give this study. 
unless you really with the Lord. Because you ever heard of the sons of Sceva? The sons of, was it Sceva? Those, 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 those seven guys who, who thought they would talk to some demons. Because, you know, the, the disciples could do that and cast them out. So these guys, they came up to them. Hey, come on out of those people. And the demon said, Jesus we know. Paul we know. But who are you? And the next scripture was, they ran out of the house naked and torn. <laughs> so, you know, be prayerful. Divination, to be able to see the spirit world. Okay, that's part of the witchcraft deal. Divination. Let's go to, we'll go to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 16. So we got spells, curses, and, and when we talk about occults and sorcery, a lot of that has to do with image. There are images that conjure up. There are images that you place in your existence. There are images you place on your person. Anybody ha ever had a lucky anything? <laughs> NBA people, NBA stuff, football players are, are very creatures of habit. They, they say, I eat chicken before every game. You know, some people do. Because there's power in the chicken. They don't say that but they believe that because they won't play a game without eating the chicken. People got a lucky pair of socks. People get tattoos. All this stuff. These are occult practices. We did a study on tattoos once uh, showing really what they are, you know, and what they mean and what they invite into your spirit. If you got tattoos, you need to be delivered. Amen? Amen? But it, it, it has a lot to do with the things that you have. They, they, demons attach themselves to, el to, to different things because they have a right to do so. And they have convinced you of that. You know, uh, what do people do? Jewelry. Be prayerful about that. There's a whole lot of things in what you're doing to yourself. And you're inviting it in. Yeah, oh, different piercings. What makes persons pierce, pierce crazy? Why? Because you decided that in Leviticus, God didn't mean what he meant. Man, they, they can't spell Leviticus. But what happens is when you invite the dragon in, it's a manifestation of it. Anybody ever got just one tattoo? Because you got to get, you know, once you get one, it's on. You, you, and you don't even know why you're doing it. I talked to a lot of people who had multiple tattoos, and it started with one. They thought it was cool, you know, blah, blah, blah. but all of a sudden they just covered. They don't even know why. I got to get another one. I got to save it for another one. I got to, and I got to be more elaborate than the first one. And because the spirit has taken over. You open the door. Amen? Now, if you have a tattoo, you're going to hell. Not necessarily. You can be delivered. It's okay. A lot of us made mistakes, didn't we? We didn't know. Some people got tattoos after they knew. But you, as long as there's life, there's hope. Amen? So don't nobody freak out. Oh, I'm going to hell. I might as well shoot myself in the face. No. God says I can deliver you, but you need to know what that is. Amen? We're going to ask, we're talking about divination. Acts 16, 16. 
And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with what? A spirit of divination met us. Now she could see a whole lot of things, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. She could see what was happening in the spiritual world. And she could give you information that you needed, and that's what a lot of us want. But we need to go somebody who can tell us that. Ronald Reagan's wife. That's hard to say. Ronald Reagan's wife. Nancy openly did this in the White House. She had a soothsayer. She said, we're not doing anything until we consult with these people. And you'd be surprised. A lot of things in the government happen on certain days because of this. They believe in it. Monday, we might believe. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God. Was that a true statement? She could see it, but that didn't make her holy. Which showed unto us the way of salvation. In verse 18, as, as this did she many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. See, just because somebody says, that's a person of God, doesn't make them a person of God. Doesn't make the person speaking that. We got that? So know that from this. And after this, that demon of divination left her. What happened? Man, those bosses got mad and they put, <laughs> they put the boys in prison. They were upset. You messing us up. That's our income. We had, we had a good thing here. This lady could see things and predict things and, and, and we would get paid for it. How much would you pay to know what was going on tomorrow? If you had this spirit of divination, people would flock to you. Just be right sometime. I want to know that. I want to know, am I going to get married? Or is, uh, what's my grandmama doing? My grandmama did it. Where's my grandmama at? People pay money for that, don't they? Christians pay money for that. Used to be, I don't know if they have these things in the paper anymore now. These thing called horoscopes. Amen. Cancer. What's going to be for me today? <laughs> what do you think that is? Oh, I'm just reading it for fun. You don't read a stock market for fun, do you? <laughs> See, you want some inside trading in your life, don't you? You want to know what's going to happen before it happens. So you can, you can have dominion over it. You can have control over it. That's why we're so impatient. Wait on the Lord. He's already in tomorrow. Don't worry. It'll be okay. I wonder what's going to happen. Mm. That's why walking by faith is such a different experience for most people. You don't know. All you know is the promise of God. A lot of times you don't have the details, do you? But we want the details. We want to be told. Stay in Acts. Sorcery. Remember, we're using objects, music, potions, perfumes, drugs. These are all elements of sorcery. Amen? Amen. How about you? Okay, let's read Acts. Let's go to Acts. Acts 8. Brother named Simon. Y'all remember Simon? Simon says. Oh, this is so much to learn, isn't it? <laughs> Simon Says. Y'all remember? Yeah, I mean, we played Simon Says. I don't know this generation did. Simon Says, do this. Okay. 
Verse 9 of Acts 8. But there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used what? Sorcery. And bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one, to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying what? This man is the great power of God. We're going to get to the point where that's so important. He used sorcery to convince people he was God. Anything supernatural, we want to put God's name on it. But this is what he did. He used sorcery. And, and sorcery comes with objects, music. Oh, music is so big and sorcery. Let me ask the young brother something, or the old brothers too. Didn't y'all had a right music on when y'all were trying to, to entertain a young lady? Oh, y'all just had hee-haw on or something, you know. <laughs> now, it's called setting the mood. You know, what do you think y'all were doing? What do you think I was doing? Witchcraft, man could master of it. That's all it was, though. Because what? You wanted to do what? Okay, let me clean this up. The, you, you wanted to, to, to have your way. Yeah, you wanted to fornicate, okay. <laughs> See, I, they said that I didn't. Uh, so what you did, you put music on. Turn off the light. And light a candle. <laughs> right? Now, remember we read about this in Proverbs chapter 7, how the sisters used to do, women used to, I won't say sisters, women did the same thing. See, men, we are so stupid, we actually think that it was our idea. Women knew before even you even came on. And you walked into the house and, ooh, that's a nice aroma. If you like to eat, it was like turkey or something. But it just smelled good in the house, right? And the candles were on and the music was on. See, women and men did the same thing. And for what purpose? Because I've decided that the Lord didn't know what he was talking about. I want to do what I want to do. Oh, you set the mood. You invite every demon there is to make sure this happens. Amen? I love the quiet people. You know, I ain't never done this before in my life. Yeah. Y'all forget, I know all of you. <laughs> Me, Chief, same thing. What else? Perfumes. Why do you wear perfume? Smell good to who? To you? Mm, I like smelling myself. <laughs> okay, what happens if you like to smell a motor oil? You dab a little bit behind your ears? Why? Because perfume is to set the mood. You want somebody to be attracted to you, so I'm using these spells to pull you in. Now, you don't have to go around smelling bad, okay? But I'm just telling you, this is the perfume industry. Does that make you feel better? Okay. How about alcohol? Is that part of sorcery? Alcohol and drugs, we're just going to, because I know we're just we're running out of we got to get out of here. Alcohol and drugs. Sorcery. Sets the mood, doesn't it? It gets you to drop your what? Inhibition. The things that God told you, they go out the door. The things that mother and dad told you, get you a little wine and see what happens. 
the good girls go bad. Right? The good guys just get drunk. <laughs> and do stuff that against the instruction of God. Is this plain enough? You know, we don't have to go to metaphysics. And, uh, this is us. So we've been Simon the Sorcerer, haven't we? Habakkuk was funny. You don't have to turn here, but Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 15 says, Woe unto him that giveth his neighbor drink, that putteth the bottle to him, and maketh him drunken also for this particular purpose, that thou mayest look upon their nakedness. Anybody got played like that? I know y'all ain't going to say amen to that, but it happens all the time. Your cousin did, okay? That's why you got this population explosion around the, our communities. Everybody high and drunk. And all in ambition is gone. 13-year-olds with children. Why? The power of the dark side has come upon them. And there's nobody there that can stem the tide of evil. And this is where the church is supposed to be. But where are all these things happening? In the church. Because they're under a spell. And no one wants to deliver the people. They want the people to keep coming to deliver. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Deliver the package. <laughs> we need to start delivering people from this. Families torn apart because of this. Now remember, let's go to Galatians 3. We're going to get out of here. The supreme object of witchcraft is to hide the knowledge of Jesus. You don't walk with Jesus under witchcraft. When you're under these spells and these things, you don't know Jesus. He's trying to reach for you, but you keep telling, I want the authority not to belong to my God, but to this other thing over here. He asked a question in Galatians chapter 3. He asked the Galatians a question in verse 1. He said, oh foolish Galatians. Who hath what? Because that's all it was. Because they already, they, they heard the word. Amen? He said that you should not obey the truth. See, they heard the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you. Do you ever wonder why you can't do right even though you know what right is? You've been bewitched. There's some things going on with you that you just don't understand. You know the truth. You come to Sabbath service every week and you still don't know why you're out here laying with everybody. I can't help myself. That's the truest statement you ever made. You can't. Jesus is what the help comes from. What do you think you're under all these spells for? Because the devil knows if you ever find Jesus, all the power of Jesus comes with you. Jay, this is some depressed looking people in here this morning. Those who are born us in the broadcast, I hope you're happy. <laughs> Satan has, was defeated at the cross. His game was up at the cross. The blood of Jesus over you cancels all of this. Amen? Amen. So let's end. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Ephesians 6, we're going to end with some positive notes so everybody be happy. They can feel good instead of just learning. <laughs> We're trying to break the spell that's cast upon us all. And you don't have to sit there and be ashamed. Sit there and say, Whew, man, <laughs> I didn't know that. And God is a solution. Jesus Christ is the solution. Ephesians chapter 6, 13, verse 13. He said, wherefore, take unto you the what? 
the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. Don't you need the truth? Yes. See, that's what you got today, the truth about your circumstances and our circumstances. He said, and having on the breastplate of right doing, righteousness, amen? And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith. Believe what God wants for you. The knowledge he wants to give to you, that's adequate for the day. Believe that. You don't need any crystal balls. You don't need any crystal um, pyramids. You don't need all these pieces of this and pieces of that. You don't need those things. What God has for you, let him give it to you. What else? He said, wherefore ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. See, if you're not longing for the, for, for, for the things of Satan, he can't pull you in. If you're not a cocaine addict, what does a kilo of cocaine mean to you? It can't draw you into doing anything, can it? So if, if you don't desire sin... He can't do anything with you. Verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is what? You see what the sword of the spirit? So don't just act like that's just the word. The spirit has the word. What the spirit uses is the word. Amen? The word of God. So the Holy Spirit uses the word of God. It is the Holy Spirit's sword. So it'll be your sword too. Amen. So we can cut through all this sorcery and divination and Halloween and, 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 and I, I just don't get it. I can't see how anybody in 2015 still does this thing and calls themselves Christians. The biggest custom on Halloween is to pass out poison. Trick or treat, death. Because you pass out a piece of fruit on Halloween. You see how many eggs going to be on your house. <laughs> then you dress up to be something that you're not. A lot of times you dress up to be something that you want to be. Sometimes you dress up as demons. I heard somebody say their children were going to a non gender Halloween party. It means you have a costume, but you can't tell if you're a girl or a boy. Isn't that just nutty? But once the power from the enemy starts to take over, you're going to see some crazy stuff. So was that a good Halloween study? Do you understand what's behind the curtain? and what might be affecting us. And if we see these things in our lives, we need to ask God to help us get over these things. This manipulation is real. And don't manipulate each other. Husband and wife, don't do that. Don't try to play games with each other. Just church members. Take it. Understand it. And I'll say that about me, please. No, I'm not trying to be mean to you. And sometimes I can come off that way, and I, we apologize for that, because that's not our intention. 
but your soul is on the line. And if we let you just float through life as if that's okay, we didn't do our job. We don't want you floating through life, being, you know, not knowing what's happening to you. Our job is to say, hold on, stop. Thus saith the Lord. Don't do that. That's going to cause this. Didn't he say, I've set there watchman? So older brothers and sisters, they're trying to help us. They've been through a few things. Sister, don't do that. Brother, you might want to think it that way. It's good to have people around like that, isn't it? Or you'd be like the rest of the world who they're not telling anybody. The parents who don't care. Be with them. Understand the word of God. Embrace the word of God. Shun the world. Shun the sorcery. Shun the divination and all the things that come with it. If you see too much on television, there's a button called off. If you, the radio, it's got a lot of stations. Turn it off if you have to. Oh, y'all got good cars, don't you? You probably put a CD, you probably put your MB3 player in those cars, can't you? But remember, this is a war above your head. High places, celestial places. We're dealing with the enemy of souls. Let us fight the enemy of souls with the best Lord. Amen? Amen. Let's have a word of prayer.